God oh damn it, son God. of a bitch. Okay, I'm going to start the music. <laughs> I'm going to start it right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our Fearless Beer Review. We get into our uh, what do we get into our vinyl that we picked Blah. up that leads into the songs of the week, and then we finish it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world, if they exist. Uh, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us five stars, please. Please go do that. You know the social media is all at Asinine Radio. We uh, we have a Discord server if you want to join that. Uh, harass us, talk shit. Uh, we'll send you the link if you uh, if you message us. And then we have a phone number. You can call, leave us a voicemail, send us a text message. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, now that we're done with the boring intros, let's get into the Fearless Beer Review. Go! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got a seltzer today. A seltzy. This is uh, Bud Light. Bud Light Seltzer. Hard soda, baby. All right. Have and you I had this have, one before? Um, I had, I've had one of these before, but I haven't had this one's cherry cola flavored. <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound bad. It, oh, the cherry part sounds <laughs> fine. The like, I don't know, you would want cherry cola flavored beer. That sounds kind of gross. But do you like cherry cola? Yeah. Then why wouldn't you like this? That I don't know. I, be, I don't know. Do you like fucking bacon and and? I don't know, something else and mix them together is not good. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're just being fussy. That's what it is. 5%, zero sugar, 100 cows, baby. Bud Light Seltzer, hard soda. They had like three those different on flavors. It was like this one and then like a, a lime one I think I had. That one was pretty good. Pretty good. And then, I don't know. We'll see about this one. I think those are pretty new too. I think they just came out. I think so too. I, within maybe the last month or two. Yeah. because pro- Very new product. Because it's not... Okay, so Bud Light has a seltzer already that's been out for, I think, years. But this is hard soda. Bud Light yeah, seltzer, I, hard soda. <laughs> it's a little strange. Yeah, so that's why... That makes sense that it's cherry cola flavored. All right. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. So you got um, a kind of a seltzer. Uh, I have something from <clears throat> San Fernando Brewing Company. Uh, this is a... This is a, it's called Grapefruits of Wrath. Uh, it's an IPA, seven point seven ABV. What's the, what's the ABV on yours? Five. Five. Big old five, baby. Big old five, solid five. Uh, this has probably one of the most boring labels I've ever seen. It's just, God, it's just boring. So that's why I got it because it just looked stupid. Okay. I okay. don't think I've ever had anything from San Fernando Brewing Company, and um, this is I pretty much just got this also because I pretty much had every other beer that they sell at this particular liquor store. So, this is new to me. What's it called? Uh, grapes of Wrath? Uh, grapefruits of Wrath. Uh, yeah, Grapefruit. Clever, right? Yeah. Not really. I like it. I chuckled. I thought it was funny. 
Uh, I heard, yeah, I heard all that laughter coming from your end. All right. Well, let's try this, and then we'll uh, we'll rate rate it with our three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer. Going to continue continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So let's get going, Jeff. Okay. Ooh, that it, that tastes like fucking cherry soda. That's weird. Mm. Is that a bad thing? Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I guess. <laughs> Is it boozy at all? No, not at all. No, it literally just tastes like cherry coke. Oh, that's weird. That's very weird. I mean, I'm, it's like it's like not it's bad. I just don't know if I too? like that. That's, that's yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would like that either. It seems very strange. Things, it's not watered down really at all. Maybe like a diet cherry soda. Mm. Okay. It's not it's not quite as sharp as like a real cherry coke. Yeah, yeah. But I don't this is this is just I don't know if I like things that are supposed to taste like other things. <laughs> it's always just weird. No, I understand that. I understand. Oh. All right. So you don't really like your your cherry coke. Um my my grapefruits of wrath, this is uh this is boring. I mean, <laughs> just to go along with the can, man. It's it's it pours out like a like an IPA. It's a little bit malty, but outside of that, it doesn't have a ton of flavor. It's not super pine coney. Um, yeah, this is this is forgettable for sure. Mm. Wow, look at that! Two bangers to start off the episode. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is what I, I mean. It's not bad, so I'm gonna finish it. But yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, like I said, we have our, our world-famous three-point rating system. So, uh, with that, uh, what would you give your your uh, cherry cola? Go. I don't think I'm going to finish this. This is just weird and kind of gross. <laughs> Wait, let, me get, let me get one more. Let me get one more sippers. It's like, but it's like chuggable, man. It's 5%. It's, uh, you know, it's, just, it. it's just weird. I don't like it. I'm not going to drink it. It's gross. It's just <laughs> like a one, if that. But you got to try it at least once. So yeah, you should, if you like cherry, co- I do like cherry coke too. I like cherry coke a lot. It's delicious. Yeah, it's great. But this is this is just weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, nope. no, sir. I don't like it at all. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> is it just? Did you say at all? I don't remember now. Maybe I got it wrong. I just remember like like the horse falling down and hitting the ground, and then they're like, "So, uh, what'd you? How would you feel about that fall?" And he's like, mm, "Yep, no, sir. I didn't like it." <laughs> Oh man, deep cut, deep reference right deep there. Deep right? cuts. Yeah, this really is weird. All I like of our it. Not gonna, mm-hmm. not gonna drink it. And I rated a one. And I'm going to, I'm gonna pour it out eventually. But I'm gonna go back to my <laughs> Coors Light with lime because that's old faithful, baby. All right, there you go, there you go. That's all you got for your backies are the Coors Lights. Ugh, yeah, that thing is gross. Actually, now to sip my Coors Light and even more of that fake cherry cola fakeness came through. It is gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I want to try it now. I think Ryan has some in the in the refrigerator. I should have grabbed one. Well, I don't I think anyone else is going to fucking drink this, so it'll be here when you get here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've, I've, if I would have known, I would have probably grabbed one from the fridge, so we both could have tried it. But, you know, uh, we blew it. We me. suck. Um, All right, so my Grapefruits of Wrath. This is, uh, yeah, like I said, it's boring. It doesn't have a ton of flavor. A little bit malty, but, yeah, it's just a... Uh, pretty run-of-the-mill IPA. So with that, I'm going to have to give this a 1.5. Oh. Uh, oh. It's not terrible. I won't go back to it, but I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to drinking it again. 
but eh, it's whatever. I I don't care. And like I said, boring ass fucking can label and just boring all around. It's I don't understand. I don't like understand. Paint, like pink, it looks just like grapefruit. It's not like boring. It's just like, simple, I guess. I don't know. It's fine. I know, but it's like, like if you're gonna have have a really simple design, have a really good beer, vice versa. I don't know. I just, I just don't care. Okay. But uh, our boy Raul, he did not leave a review on Beer Advocate for for this particular beer. Uh, did you check for years or no? I couldn't even find a Beer Advocate page for this. I think this like just came out. Oh, uh, okay. Do they even have seltzers? I don't remember now. On, on Beer, beer Advocate? Advocate? Yeah. Yeah. They do everything oh, they on do? Beer Advocate. Okay. It's a beer, right? I don't know. I, I'm it's just got, wondering. It's I'm got curious. beer ingredients in it, and it's beer. <laughs> it's got beer ingredients. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that... That's all I got for the Fearless Beer Review. You got anything else? No. No. That was that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then let's get into uh, to our, what we've oh, picked up uh, vinyl-wise, what we've listened to a lot, and then that'll lead into our songs of the week. So uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Uh, okay. So I, I only have a couple things here because, uh, you know, two times and this is all I got through. So the first one was the Sue George or the Sway Jorge Life ah. Aquatic uh, Acoustic Sessions. That mm-hmm. um, that stemmed from the the movie Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Zissou, mm-hmm. if you're if you're in France. Oh, pee pee poo poo, terrible. <laughs> and it's just um, it, it's just it's just this guy doing Bowie covers, and it's it's a it's a bootleg because I don't think it's ever even been pressed legitly. I think it's all bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have the bootleg of this, but it sounds fantastic. It sounds great, and it's really cool to hear this this guy do like acoustic Bowie covers. He does it like on a classical guitar with nylon strings, so it's just a completely different feel feel yeah. to the originals. And he'll sings in English and Portuguese sometimes, and goes back and forth. And it's just really, really good. Even Bowie loved it. He even said that like he's super glad this happened. Otherwise, he would never have heard his songs been done sometimes more beautiful than he ever imagined so what a cool know. feeling that must have been Dude, like props, hearing, right <laughs> hearing the the creator of those songs say something like that about it that must have been such a cool feeling for him and not even just like like the creator of the songs but like somebody in high regard as bowie mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. to, like to complete what, what did what did holt say that you like that oh, it, uh, vindication. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you know, it's, that's exactly probably what Sway Jorge felt. And it's it's really good, so check it out because these are really cool, and it's a good movie, too, Live Aquatic. That's a great movie, great movie. Fantastic. I noticed with, with the pressing, too, it sounds really, really crisp. Like it you is. You can just hear every detail of him, like, moving his fingers up the guitar, up and down the guitar. It's yeah. It's a great... Great bootleg, honestly. It really is. It's I have it, no issues with it. Like the picture is not blown out and, and pixelated. The labels yeah. on the inside aren't just generic labels, side A, or even just nothing. And you have to look in the runouts to figure out what side it is. Everything's really professionally done. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very it's true. Good boot. It's good. It's like $35 too, so it better be fucking good. Yeah. And we got the black variant. Yeah, we got the black variant. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a bunch fine. of different color colored ones too. Would have been cool to get uh, get that yellow one. That yeah, would have been cool. cool. Whatever though, whatever. So yeah. what else you got? The other thing I got is uh, Sextant by Herbie Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock, Sextant. 
Remember that I got this one. Oh at, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. From, from David. Yeah, from David down the street. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is his eleventh album from '73. It's just very, it's just very eclectic blend of of experimental jazz and like jazz fusion, but with just some really wild approaches to to beats and instrumentation. It's it's similar to Bitches Brew, but I think this one is just it's just more primitive sounding. It's it's aggressive in its use of of like all these weird percussive parts and. I don't know. I think it's just—it's a very aggressive bitches brew, because it's—it's not—it's not trying to be like jazz all the time. Side yeah. side A. Side A is a little bit more weird than side B. Side B is just one song, twenty minutes, and it kind of like <laughs> goes in and out of of its of its quirkiness. But side A, like yeah, I was I was listening to it with friend of the pod Sloan, and mm-hmm. I was like, "You like this?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know, I don't think so," and because it was just so. <laughs> Like at times it was just so fucking wild. Like I just I didn't know <laughs> what was happening or like what was going on, and it's just um, wow. it's slow not to like something. I know. Well, like I think he was just confused. Like he didn't because you know, there'd be like melodies, and mm-hmm. then they would kind of work around soloing and stuff. But the solos were either just I don't know stop and go with silences or weird noises, and and it was just it was weird. It was bizarre. It's a, I think it's a killer fucking record. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, yeah. I'm I'm glad I picked it up. And the artwork's really cool. It's the same guy that did Bitches Brew. And as well mm-hmm. as the uh, uh, Abraxas cover by Santana. He did that one too. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that record is that record is so solid. It is cra- It is a really wild record, but that's what, that's what its charm is. Like, Bitches Brew is really, really good, but I feel like sometimes, because of the length of it, it gets a little kind of like, let's let's move on. Let's kind of... Get into something a little bit more exciting, but Sextant is just—it's it's just wild all the way through. I think it's—I think it's fantastic. And it was—it did like when it first came out, everybody hated it and did super shit. And then of course well, later on, yeah, it, it got it got looked on again, and, and people love it, and uh, rightfully so because it's it's really really good, really yeah, weird, yeah. really good. Yes, it is. Glad so, you yeah. got it. Glad you got it. Yeah, so that's all I got, except for uh, just my my pick of the week. Damn, that was fast. That was fast, baby boy. Fast boy. Fast boy over here. So this <laughs> is my I so I, I picked the song um, "Crazy Fingers" from Blues for Allah by the by the Dead by the Grateful Deads, and uh-huh. I already have this album, but my 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 jacket's just tore to shit. This is just like a freebie I got a long time ago when we first started collecting. I've been looking just for like a really nice replacement copy, kind of ever since because. This song is my favorite Grateful Dead song. It's not my favorite Grateful Dead album, but this is my favorite Grateful Dead song. And I finally found like a really good copy. It was at uh, Uncle Aldo's attic out here. And so I picked it up and finally replaced my my beat up one. Like this is one that I bought from this lady that one day I called you because I was super excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, Dude, the cover is so beat to shit, and it's like there was dirt. There was like mud stuck to it. <laughs> like I don't know how. I like how fuck. you've come across that more than once too. Like, like how do you get dirt? Like straight, not, not, not just like dirt. Like mud has been caked onto it. I don't, I don't <laughs> understand like how that is possible. Unless there was like a flood or something. That's like the only way I can imagine. But there like being the, mud on a record. Yeah, it is, you you would think I don't know, it, but like the record was in fantastic condition, played flawlessly. So I just I've always just been looking on the lookout for for like a better copy to to upgrade my shitty one. Finally found it. Super happy. This is 
This is like their this is their eighth one from '75. This was right after they kind of went on a short hiatus. They made their own label, and they're kind of like pressed for time to make another album. And normally, what they would do was they would work out songs that they want to work on live, and mm-hmm. kind of get a feel for them, what everyone's doing, and, and and go from there, and then take it to the studio and record. This is the first one that they did the opposite. They just they wrote songs in the studio before ever even like playing them live or thinking about them in any way. So this yeah. is this is a a this is like a this is like their first studio album really because none of these songs were ever really played live and these are written for an album rather than like I said played live and then translated to album form. But, but yeah, were they great. played live a lot after this after it came out? Yeah, I mean they they played these songs live. It's just these songs weren't imagined live. Yeah. They they these songs started and finished in the studio. Okay, but Crazy Fingers, man, this this is my favorite Dick Grateful Dead song. It is so fucking good. There's some good reggae stuff here. It's this this uh, this album is is super super good. It's it's very it's very unconventional for them. There's a lot of there's a lot of like weird time signatures. There's a little huge like Middle Eastern influence on the entirety of the album. The mm-hmm. album artwork like alone is fucking super badass. Yeah, and so it's a weird one. Like the entirety of this album is just very. Very unlike the Grateful Dead, unlike the psychedelic Grateful Dead of the seventies. It's it's just it's all over the place. Mickey Hart wrote like a lot of cool stuff on here, so there's a lot of like worldly things. Yeah. So yeah. it's really cool. It's a good album. You should check it out sometime. But um Crazy Fingers, that's my favorite song. <laughs> all right. So uh here here's a little bit of that song. I mean it's like a almost seven minute song, which is actually short for them. But uh but yeah, here's Crazy Fingers from the Grateful Deads. There you go, Crazy Fingers from The Grateful Dead. 
Dude, I didn't. I never knew they went this reggae ever. God damn this this. I I normally I don't I don't hate Jerry's vocals like you do, Jerry. But I don't like I don't like gush over them really. They're just some they're 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 a placeholder really. But fuck man, his melody here is just it's so smooth and I I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love when he comes in with the rain in the beginning part. And all the lyrics are written by Robert Hunter, the lyricist, and it's just mm-hmm. like, I, this band is just unfucking real, unreal. I, you probably I like really this album liked... a lot. Because there's a lot of it, like most of this album is instrumental, and the ones that are, are that there are singing on it, Jerry only sings maybe like two songs. Otherwise, it's everybody else is singing. Okay, I kind of like that. I like that a lot. I did like the 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 keys a lot in this song. I thought they really he who's the keyboardist? I don't even know. Oh, it's a uh, um, Donna or um, Keith God God Chew God Chow. I can't pronounce the last okay. name. Okay. Yeah, that that was that was like a highlight in this song. It was really that was really good, uh, and some of the, of course, the instrumental parts too. I mean, they they went like full reggae on this one, and I will say though about the vocals, it just sounds like some reggae band you would see in Huntington Beach play at like some restaurant or some bar. They just <laughs> it's just so his vocals are so run of the mill and just so vanilla. Seriously, sounds like some like young, like maybe twenty three, twenty four year old white dude in Huntington <laughs> Beach singing reggae music. That's what it sounds like to me. It is just like straight <laughs> dad rock here. <laughs> it's so his vocals are so vanilla. Oh god, I like that little bell to that little ding when he comes yeah, in, yeah. like the, little, the the melody. Dude, this this album this album is just is really really good, and that song is just I love that song so much. I'm I am interested in this. I'm in, interested in this, and then that bootleg that we talked about or that I listened to, uh, with oh uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Allman. Allman. Yeah, hey, those are the two that I'm interested in. Well, check this one out because it'll um this one's it's a lot less like psychedelic rock sounding, and then more just kind of. I mean, there's a lot of jazzy elements to this too, this album. But there's also just a lot yeah. of you know, Middle Eastern influence, like Reggie said. There's a little bit of reggae in here. It's just, it's, it's all over the place, and it's really good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good pick. Good song. And there's a song called Slipknot on here too. You like that? I, I saw that actually. I, that was the first thing I noticed when I opened, when I opened this <laughs> song on Spotify. It was Slipknot. I'm like, ooh, is this a cover? See? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, you got anything else on this one? No, no, that's all good. That's all. All right. So, uh, I actually don't have as many as I thought, but uh, we'll start here with, uh, with what I listened to. And that is Neil Young. I listened to a lot of Neil Young this week. And uh, a few of them are ones that I hadn't got around to yet on vinyl. And the three that I haven't listened to yet on vinyl are, I guess maybe two, but anyway, uh, are on the beach, homegrown and Zuma. So mm, mm, mm. I know that we listened to Homegrown when I was at your house, but I never talked about it on the pod. And I figured it was appropriate to talk about it now because all three albums were recorded or written and recorded within like the same three year span. So on top of, uh, um, oh, wait, what's the fucking, I can't even think of it. I'm having Tonight's, a the Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Yeah. Tonight's the night. So, On the Beach, fifth record from 74, and then Homegrown was recorded in 74 and 75, but not released until 2020. And then Zuma, the seventh record, uh, came out in November 1975. And uh, you were right, On the Beach is a, it's a fucking killer record. It's so good, right? <laughs> it's really good. And you, it's definitely more upbeat than 
then homegrown Antonite's the night and he uses like the full band he he just he really goes for it on this one and he harmonizes a lot with the other guys in the band i guess it's crazy horse right yeah uh, yeah this is this is well i think on this album specifically he has a lot of other people come on here too i think some of the guys from Crosby Stills Nash to make appearances on this record no that was Zuma Zuma has the the guys has the guys from Crosby Stills Nash on it I think I think I this think one on does too. Does. does it? Um, maybe I missed that part. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I guess when Neil Young released it, he uh, he didn't really want to. This is like a very depressing time in his life, even before you know his friends had died. Um, and this is like about his isolation from the music industry because Heart, his album Harvest, just had blown up, and this is him kind of reacting to that. And then also he was you know on the outs with his girlfriend at the time, so he just didn't like this album and they, they actually stopped producing the vinyl in the early eighties of this particular record and they didn't start releasing it again. I think until 2003, no, that's when the CD came out. The CD was first released in 2003 of this one, but yeah, they didn't start re I don't think maybe they never started reissuing the vinyl of this particular one, but yeah, they completely ceased it in the early eighties, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, this is fucking it's an expensive killer. record too. I mean, like both of our copy. I think we had like the same copy, but both of our copies are like fifty dollars records. I, we didn't Close pay that much it. though. No, no, we paid like twenty five for it. I I I paid nothing. Mine was free, but okay. Well, th- that's fun. Um, but mine, <laughs> yeah, mine, mine was like I think mine was twenty five from Grace. Yeah, yours was twenty five. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I had no idea that he. Like for a record where the cover is just so lighthearted and bright, and to to kind of read the behind the scenes on it, I I would have I wouldn't have known. Especially crazy. just like the cover is just so dumb. Like the usage of yeah. yellow is just it's I think it's ugly. I think yellow is kind of like an ugly color <laughs> if you don't have it contrasted with like a black. Yeah, otherwise it's fair. just it's just ugly. It's a dumb color. It's pee. It's the color of pee. <laughs> but I do like me some mustard yellow. I love mustard yellow. It's one of the best colors. I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I listened to that one, and then that goes into Homegrown, which, you know, we've talked about on the pod before. Uh, this is what he re- he recorded this entire record, uh, but he decided to shelve it because his friend, I mean, his the guitarist and Crazy Horse died, the roadie died, and so he shelved this record, and then he wrote Tonight's the Night. And, uh, and then this record, Homegrown, wasn't released until 2020, on record store day and uh yeah this uh this record is i mean you listen to it too this is a fantastic record it's a little bit more country but he does that country so fucking well (laughs) oh man stupid asshole he does everything well it's annoying i know it's so fucking annoying i hate it oh no what okay so this this homegrown is actually about the his girlfriend who was leaving him or that they were breaking up. Like her name was Carrie Snodgrass or something like that. But then on the beach was just about his reaction to his massive popularity after Harvest. That's what it was. So I was wrong there. But um, yeah, so Homegrown, fantastic. And then I picked I picked this one up for you too, right? Because I found this recently. Yeah, you, I don't know where you yeah, bought yeah. it from, but I picked. Or, I we were it? together when when we saw it, and yours was twenty, and then you picked mine up for me for twenty four dollars. So. I paid I more money from, than you did. Well, I think I think you paid it from okay. Glass House. Yeah, so you're right. I got it from something Glass House. From the Glass House. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the only record store I've been to since I got back from your from Arizona. Very annoying though that I, I had to pay more money than you did. <laughs> oh, for once, 
for once in this whole vinyl collecting career. Shouldn't shouldn't happen though. Should never. It happen. shouldn't happen, but I mean, come on. It's the way she goes. <laughs> uh, and then the the last Neil Young is is Zuma. His seventh record came out in November '75, and uh, this one, I mean, I had already been listening to so much Neil Young. I do really like this one, but it Ooh, it's it's a little okay. bit more of a classic rock style than the country and and everything like that. And this is the one, at least from what I remember, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash were on this record as well. They did they did some of the backing vocals on it, and it's a killer record, man. Killer. I I mean, like we've said, Neil Young, you know, in the seventies, I mean, perfection. Yeah, you can't, you can't fuck with him. He's he's too <laughs> fucking good. It's untouchable. It's disgusting. It's disgusting how good he is. Zuma um, Zuma is so. I think Zuma is like I obviously I think on the beach is really fucking good and homegrown is really fucking good. But, but Zuma is also incredible because that song Cortez the Killer is like this eight minute jam, and he just rips it up on the guitar and he just yeah. slays it. But he never again in like true Neil Young fashion. He never shows off. He's no like Eddie Van Halen out here. But he has such a good groove and rhythm that he plays like the rhythm parts and the lead parts all into one, and it's all dumbed down. I don't know. There's just something about his guitar playing that's just so accessible, but just so perfect. Yeah, and it's his tone. His tone matches perfectly with his voice and whatever he's trying to convey. Like he's 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 just fucking remarkable. And I, I know I need to go back to Zuma because, like like I said, I I'd already been listening to a lot of Neil Young prior to this, and this is like the last thing I put on. So I need to give this one another shot and just kind of really dive into it. But I was just in a fucking full-blown Neil Young mood one night this week, and I just could not stop. <laughs> but, oh, and then I also listened to that 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 new copy, or not new copy, but that copy I got from David. Oh, of, uh, after the Gold the, Rush. After the Gold Rush, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listened to that one as well. And better copy, dude. It's I I actually played I played the first song on my copy, and then I played the new one, and it's just like night and day. Man. <laughs> it sounds so much fucking better. Like I. I can't believe that I have as many records as I do with this much, with that much surface, surface, with that much surface noise. I can't even yeah. speak. Well, I mean, you know, it's, 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 we, uh, we were, we were, we were young. We were young. Yeah. And our collecting in the beginning stages. Now we're, we're getting older. Yeah. We're, maturing. It's fine. We're maturing. We're maturing. Maturing. Like, 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 like a fine wine. Cheese. <laughs> So, that's what I got, Neil Young-wise. It's crazy. Uh, the next, it's, no, just, to, just to keep going on Neil Young, because we've talked about it for yeah, fucking cool. days. After the Gold Rush is the record that I go back to the least, because I know it's what? like perfect. Just because I know like, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know I'm going to have a blast with it. So, for whatever reason, I just take it for granted so much that I go back to it the least. That's insane to me. I, <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I would say the one I go back to the least is Harvest. That one just does not have the same kick as everything else. It's great. It's amazing. But that's the one I really go back to the least. Okay. That's good. Great stuff. Great, great artist. Great songwriter. Amazing stuff. Great stuff. So this next one I actually got from Double Nickels out in Arizona when I was oh. out there. This is uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, Californication. Yeah. <laughs> Their seventh record from June 1999. Uh, I've been wanting this one for a while, and this was a fair price. He he had it up on the wall. It was a fair price, but then he also had a little picture of Dave Navarro on the on the plastic sleeve, and he had like a like a like a timeout up on it, and then it said like not wait what did it? It just had a stupid picture of Dave Navarro. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. 
Thank you. Yeah, and so I, I, I kept silly. that sleeve. Yeah, I kept that plastic sleeve. And then when you actually take it out, it looks like it's from an actual booklet from like a Dave Navarro like solo record or something like that. So it's they just cut like a CD a CD booklet. Pretty which good. Is, yeah, which is so cool too to think that that maybe he had a Dave Navarro CD at some point and he he thought it was so <laughs> worthless that he decided to just cut out a picture of Dave Navarro just so we could put it on the Californication cover as like a, a price tag. That's literally all it was. It was a price tag because it was this picture with the price of the record. Yeah, it was well done. I don't I forgot his name, but well done, whoever you are at Double Nickels. Um, but yeah, Californication, I mean, this, this record has the greatest Red Hot Chili Pepper song on it, that being right on time. And, uh, this is, this is a solid record and it sounds amazing. I mean, this is a, a wonderful pressing and people talk shit on Chili Peppers and we talked a lot of shit on them when we did them like a month ago. Yeah. But sure, man, this record, it has some low moments, some stupid moments, but overall it's, it's a, it's solid. Solid, just, solid record. But just, I mean, it. Just thinking back on it, I don't, I don't know, because I, I run the vinyls too, and I just, I don't think there's any song on here that I think is like bad. And it's when I listen to it again, I'm like, oh, I forgot about this song. Like, I don't like, I like dirt, you know, or, or, or yeah. get on top. These are songs that I kind of forget about, but are still really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, Kiedis is is Kiedis, and that's why. We and most people make fun of the Chili Peppers, but they still put out some really good tunes. Yeah, you're right. They and to come for for Shante to come back on this record is, and and do this is it's pretty amazing. Pretty yeah, amazing like stuff. Seven eight albums later, or whatever. There's like their seventh eight album, eight album, nine seventh album. album. Seventh but album. there was only one out. Al- I mean, there was only one album between this and for Shante's last. Not as big of a gap between Stadium Arcadium and the new one that comes out. I think on April first. I'm mistaken. Oh, giddy! You pre-order? No, I did not pre-order it. But if it is really good, I might buy it because we all know this shit's going to be showing up in in the record stores. And my luck with pre-orders, that shit would never get here on time. No, but when I get there anyway. right on time, <laughs> just need your uh, just need your by the way, and then you need um, what else? And then you're uh, done. The second disc of Stadium Arcadium, and then I need Mother's oh, Milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then I'm good. I'm good to go. Then I'm good. Okay. Cool, cool. Dude, I wish I could just buy that one disc of Stadium. That's all. I, that's all I want. It's it's, it's <laughs> so annoying how how sought after Stadium Arcadium is on the vinyls and how expensive it it always is. Yeah, because it's, it's a double fucking album. It's annoying. It's just like that. Dude, that first side is just so fucking bad. Yeah, it really impressively is. bad. <laughs> uh, especially in Michigan. That's a good one though. I mean, it's fine. It's not a great song. There's only one reason why you love it. It's not a great one reason song. why you love it too. It's the same reason I love it. Yeah, but I don't think it's a great song. I think it's fine. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Fine. It's a good song. It's B minus at best. <sighs> Fussy boy over here. All right. Uh, this this next one I picked up from uh, Glasshouse in Pomona. This is uh, this is like a flash sale they had on their website earlier this week, actually. And uh, they were doing, there was like 60% off anything on the website. And they still had uh, this version of Green Nagahide from Prom, from Prom, oh my God. <laughs> Pod talking. Uh, they had Green Nagahide from Primus. Uh, this is their seventh record from September 2011. And uh, this is uh, this is like a special edition one. This is like a, a hand numbered record. It's not the normal jacket it's all white it's almost like almost looks like a test pressing 
but there was I think only seven I think there was like seven hundred of them pressed of this particular one, and it was sixty percent off. And with that, it was even cheaper than the regular version you could already get. And so I'm like, fuck. So I bought it immediately, and then I went out to Glasshouse and picked it up the same day. And then I looked on and then I looked on Discogs, and my you know this ver- this variant goes for like $120 now. Damn. And I got it for like, I think I got it for $38 or something like that. Mm. Yeah, with that disc, with the, the discount from Glass House. This is ridiculous. Your first, is, do you have any other Primus albums? Yeah, I have, uh, I have Frizzle oh, Fry, and Brown, too, don't you? and Antipop, yeah. Oh, okay. I have those three. Yeah, I really, want, I really want Pork Soda and Sailing the Seas. But yeah. Sailing the Seas is like over $100. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. How much is Pork Soda going for? I think that's going for like 45 now. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, but I mean, when we first started collecting, that was like a $20 record. I think I, I mean, I, I bought mine at the house of used, and it was like the buy three, get one free thing. So, but it was oh, still yeah. like $28 record. Then just double disc. It's still not bad. Yeah, it's that's fine. Oh, for a yeah, double LP, that's not bad. 40 bucks, yeah. Because my Frizzle Fry, that's, that's only one LP. And it is quiet. It's like the equivalent to the to Weezer's Blue album, Ugh. in quietness. Yeah, so it, it, that's kind of a shame. So I'd like a better copy of Frizzle Fry for sure. But oh, and this Green Nagahide record that I got—it's kind of annoying because all the labels are are all just white. So there's no there's nothing written on them, so you don't know what's side A, B, C, or D. So you literally have to look at the matrix to figure that's out annoying. what side you're playing. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. But whatever. I, I think Green Nagahide's a solid record. And I mean, this is the only record they did with Jay Lane on drums. Um, obviously, I mean, he was the original drummer for Primus, but this is the only album he actually did with them. And uh, yeah, this is this is a solid, solid Primus record. So get into it if you haven't already. And uh, let's see here. I got two things left, including my pick of the week. Uh, this next one I also got from Glass House while I was there. Uh, where I got mostly stuff for you and not for me, so that was fun. You got one thing for me. I got you two things. What was the other thing? I don't remember. That was one. Oh, thing. it was a uh, Bob Weir. Bob Weir. Oh yeah. Oh I got yeah. You Bob Weir, and I got you uh, that Neil Young. But mm. uh, so this one is five bucks. It's uh, it's a band called Wild Thorn. We talked about them a long time ago on the podcast, maybe like in the very early days. Uh, this is an EP they put out in 2015 called Bloodmaker, and it was like four dollars. <laughs> and and Wild Thorn's Wild Th- not Wild Thorn Wild Throne, Wild Throne. Wild They're, Thorn uh, or Wild Throne? Throne, oh, okay. Throne. And uh, they were this awesome like kind of proggy metal band uh, from. They, I think they formed like 2009, and then they broke up in 2017. They only put out one full length, and that was in 2015. And it was uh, produced by Ross Robinson, and dude, it's a fucking amazing record. And I'm just—I need to buy the full length. I think it's like 15 bucks on Discogs. Never seen it in the wild, but so it, what did you buy then? I bought the EP. This is an uh, EP that came, and it, and the EP has one one. I think it's only one song from the actual full length. The other ones are a couple other songs, but this EP was also uh, produced by Ross, and uh, and yeah, I mean the. That Wild Throne record, man, it's so fucking good. You might actually really like it. I, I did bring one of their songs to the pot a long time ago, and I remember you liking it. But this is before you were a pro. This is long before you were a progman. So but I think you would appreciate. Is it, it a like more like 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 old prog, like like seventies prog? No, think of like. It's just more like post hardcore, 
Oh. Post hardcore proc. And they, I mean, the band even cites their biggest influence as being Yes. And so the songs are like, you know, they range from like five minutes to eight minutes long. They're a little bit longer, but it's just really good, solid. I guess po- post hardcore prog would be the best way to describe them. They're really fucking good. And Ross did a fucking killer job producing this record. It sounds so good. So, and that was really the only reason I'd ever heard of this band because I remember him promoting this band like crazy on his Instagram way back in the day. And uh, yeah, they're they're really, really good. So get into them. And uh, the last thing here, uh, this is one of, one of my big records that I've been wanting for a long, long, <laughs> long, long time. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. I've listened to this record hundreds, if not over a thousand times. And that's not even an exaggeration. This record is just, to me, it's just, this was everything. This record was everything to me growing up. And uh, this is this. It's from the band called The Murder Dolls, which you've, you've made fun of me a lot about. I um, will still continue to do so. <laughs> this is their debut record, Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls. Uh, this is their, uh, it came out in two, August 2002. Uh, Wednesday 13 was the, the frontman singer on this one, but he wrote like most of the songs because they came from his older band, Frankenstein Drag Queens. Joey Jordison uh, was also in the band, co-wrote a lot of the songs or kind of rewrote some of the songs with Wednesday, uh, played guitar, bass, and drums on this record. And this is their band. This is their like their their horror punk, glam punk kind of offshoot from Slipknot. And uh, yeah, this is this. I love this record to death, and I just have never gotten sick of it. And they've only pressed it once in 2016. It's a music on vinyl press. It's a very nice red variant. It Ooh. just looks so. It looks so nice, and it's numbered. Uh, I think they only press 600, if I'm not mistaken. I think I have like 559. That's the one I have, and uh, yeah, man, this is. Uh, it sounds much better than I was expecting because the record wasn't that great production-wise. It sounds a little weird and kind of bad at moments, but dude, this I I fucking blasted this on my speakers. Like I was, <laughs> I was loving it. I was absolutely loving it. So for for it being such a a small amount of pressing, six hundred. That's like nothing. What you paid for is really not bad for that limited amount of pressings and only being pressed once. Yeah. And, and being after Joey had died. I mean, that makes the amount that you paid for it like really digestible. Yeah. And then I was looking at the, the, cause you know, on Discogs, you could see how much it's been, how much people have paid for it in the last two, three years. Yeah. And even before Joey died, it wasn't going for that much less than what I paid for it. I'm not going to disclose how much I paid for it, but uh, I mean, it wasn't like a. I mean, it's def. I mean, uh, I guess this is the most expensive record I've ever bought, but not that much crazy more expensive. But anyway, yeah, I'm just stoked. I'm just so stoked to have it. It's so fucking go. good. There you go. So um, yeah, my my pick comes from this one, obviously, and it's the song "Motherfucker." I don't care. It's the closing track on the standard edition. The deluxe has like six more songs. But that one was never pressed, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would much rather have that one. But um, yeah, so here's a here's motherfucker. I don't care from Murder Dolls.
There you go. Motherfucker, I don't care. For Murder Dolls. What did you think of this one? How much did you hate it? <laughs> I mean, I, we, we, did, uh, we did Frankenstein Murder Dolls on the pod at some point. I don't remember, really yeah. remember. But again, it's not, it's not like terrible music. It's, it's good, like, good, good, clean fun. It's just the fucking vocals are so stupid. Just kills it for you every time. God, it's it really is hard <laughs> to get into because it's just so dumb. Like, yeah, man, motherfucker, yeah, me, me. That's man. the whole point, though. Motherfucker, 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 yeah. Oh, shut up, bro. But like we talked about on the Frankenstein Drag Queens episode, that's the point of the lyrics. They're supposed to be stupid. They're supposed to be campy. They're not supposed to be taken seriously or literally at all. It's just fucking stupid fun. Which is fine, but I just I wish that maybe like. He chose a different uh, way to do it as opposed to the same guttural <laughs> fucking way this like this on every single track. Okay, that's fair. Because I fair. said like a lot of nice things about everything else besides the vocal delivery. The Even like yeah. the lyrics I thought were really funny and really cool. But every, yeah, just, everything else was fine and, and, and easy to get into. It's just, man, that delivery, is just, it, it wears on you. It wears on you. <laughs> You can't do 21 songs on the deluxe version? Oh, my. 21 fucking songs? Well, there's 15 on the standard, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the songs are like two and a half minutes, right? Like three minutes at most. Yeah, I think the longest song is maybe four minutes. Yeah, and they're all very similar in kind of in their approach, and it's, it's fine. But fuck, yeah. man. Just shut up. I mean, the, the end of this record ends with him just screaming, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, motherfucker, over and over and over again. Oh, Great way to end it. Cool guy. Oh, so good, man. So good. I love this record to death. I, I'm, This is like my prized vinyl possession. Are you like this, what? Melancholy, my Mars Volta box set. Those are my top three. Those are my top three for sure. Are you going to file it away or are you going to put it on the wall? What do you put it on the wall? You can get like a, I don't know, like a, a, a holder or something to put it on the wall to display it. Or are you going to stick no, it in with all the other records? I'm not going to put it on the wall because I'm afraid of sun damage. Any sort of sun damage. I don't mess with that. Sun damage? Sun damage? Don't you have blackout you know, curtains? I do, but just in case. In case what? In case your curtains don't become blacked out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in case I have them open for like an hour. I don't okay. want any damage done to my murder dolls. Or my okay. melancholy, or Morris Volta, but yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for the vinyl. Get into the that Murder Dolls record. Yeah, I'm gonna force you to do this record. Like yeah. sometime in the future, we're gonna do this record. Okay. I will overrule, and we will do this record. I mean, you, you, uh, you, you, you're you're dedicated <laughs> to it. You you hold the record for the highest. Out of the two of us, the hold the the highest for one single record purchase price true yeah i don't think you'll ever beat my record but unfortunately i don't mm, i I think i would get close you would Uh, get close to what i pay for the box set i mean like i've dropped i dropped a thousand on 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 a record lot a lot of records yeah but that's not the same right because i'm getting rid of them but yeah i mean I, i put up i put up big money on records before all right well yeah like i said that's all i got for the vinyls uh there's not really any any music news or any new music that is relevant. I feel to really talk about. Um, oh, except the tool thing. Do you see the tool thing? Or lower the price? Yeah, they're selling that that Fear Inoculum record for like a hundred thirty dollars, which is still way too expensive. Yeah, uh, it's the same exact thing, but it's not autographed, so you can get it for hundred thirty bucks instead of eight hundred dollars. Stupid. So, yeah, there's that. 
Fucking Tool, man. Stupidest band ever. What's the yeah, dumber? The fucking worst. Dumber than Radiohead, I would say. Why would dumber you? Of Radiohead. course, they're dumber than Radiohead. That's, that's come on. You're being silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> be not silly. Oh boy! All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us five stars. You know all the social media at Ask Night Radio. Uh, thank you for getting this far and listening. Tell all your friends and family. And that's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Take care.